Only trying to help the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. My name is Dr. Kate Watson, and I'm bringing to you today an episode that has been requested and requested and requested. Um, as I was planning out season seven, I thought I, I ought to just finally do this one. It has to be the most common question I get, which is what if I'm trying to help someone? who won't receive my help? Or what if I'm offering help to someone who downright refuses to be helped? And you know, I think I've avoided doing this episode until now because I honestly wasn't sure I needed more than 30 seconds to answer that question. Basically, the short answer is you cannot make someone accept help And you have to know your limits around that. And oftentimes, the best thing to do is to back off a little, give the person some space, and find some acceptance about your limitations. And like I said, I've been avoiding doing this episode because I wasn't sure I had much more to say about it. Um, But okay, it's been a few years now. We're wrapping up season seven with this episode. And I guess I've considered a few more things I could add. So first, I would avoid smothering the person because oftentimes that means they turn all of their attention and focus toward fending us off. And when a person is focused on fending us off or getting us off their back, they are unable to put their time and energy and focus toward what's really good for them and what would what would serve them well in the long run. I would also avoid making everything about this person's so-called problem. Um, so for example, let's say you have a friend who you think maybe needs some substance abuse care and you have talked to this friend, you've brought it up to this friend, they've said, no, 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 I'm good, I don't have a problem, I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to go to therapy, I'm not interested. I would discourage you from bringing it up over and over and over again and making everything about their drinking. Sometimes people just want to feel normal. And I know folks worry that you might be enabling if you drop the subject or or suggest we avoid it somehow. But I think it can be very helpful to reach out to that friend and invite that person to go do something with you that has nothing to do with the help you think they need or the problem you think that they have. Drop it from time to time and, and help that person enjoy regular life with you, regular things. Let's watch a movie. Let's make some popcorn. Let's go shopping. Let's take a walk. And I'm not using the walk or the shopping trip to corner you about your problems that I think you have. It's like, no, let's just remember how fun it is to walk and shop together. Um, and so I think you could really be doing that person a favor by 
not constantly reminding them about the problem that you believe they have. Another thing to avoid is something you've actually heard me talk about in the podcast a few times, but I would avoid threatening the person or using any kind of scare tactics. And when I put it in those terms, people usually say, oh, I would never do that. Yeah, that would be terrible. Who, who would do such a thing? And yet I hear it constantly. In everyday life, I hear people say, if you don't get your act together, you're going to have a big problem. If you don't let me help you, bad things are going to happen to you. Um, If you don't receive our help, I don't even want to think about all the terrible things that are coming. Folks, when you remind people of all these horrible, scary boogeyman scenarios, you, you are using scare tactics. Even if you believe in your heart, you are being supportive or showing that you care. And what we find is that people aren't at their best when they are scared. In fact, it might be the very reason you're resorting to scare tactics is that you yourself are scared of what might happen to this person. And since you are scared, you're not behaving at your best. Think about it. You've got a friend or a family member, a loved one, someone you care about, who you want to offer help to because you think this person is in need, in great need of help. They are refusing your help, so you get scared for them. You are worried for this person. And and that's probably some of the best parts about you is that you worry about this person. I'm not trying to take away your worry. I'm asking you to consider that when you get worried, you've got to really be careful because you are prone, very likely you are prone to some problematic behavior yourself, things that you might resort to in your worry. We find that when people get really worried for their friends and family members, they resort to things like scare tactics to try to freak them out or threaten them. And all you're doing is making that person scared. So now you're just two scared people both not behaving at your best. Now you're just two scared people resorting to acts of desperation to avoid feeling so scared. And then nobody's functioning at their highest level. So we've said avoid smothering the person, avoid making everything about their problem, and avoid using scare tactics. The last thing I'll say as as something to avoid would be avoid isolating the person. That might be the worst thing you could do. You know, avoid any scenario where this person ends up feeling alone. Um, And so if you push people away because you think they have a problem and they're not accepting the help that you believe they should be accepting, what you may be doing is isolating this person and putting them into a situation where they no longer have any support when they are ready to receive it. Make sure they always have someone, even if it isn't you. It's possible in your attempts to help a person, you might actually push them away. In that moment, if you still really want to be helpful, the best thing you could do is make sure that person has other folks they can rely on because they may not want to rely on you anymore, but they'll need someone. Isolation is not good. 
I can think of times where I've really cared about someone and they ended up mad at me for some 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 things I did. It happens. We all sometimes we all are in the hot seat or we're all in trouble. It happens. And I can think of times where I realized this person who I really care about, who I want to help is mad at me right now. And that's fine. That person can be mad at me. But I'm concerned if they have no one to go to. And so once in a while, I'll do a little legwork to reach out to others and say, hey, listen, our mutual friend is mad at me and that's okay. But I want to make sure our mutual friend has someone. So could you reach out to our mutual friend? Could you reach out to this person and say, I care about you. I'm here for you because I want my friend to have someone. And it looks like right now it can't be me because my friend is mad at me. So isolation is no good. We've gone through a list of things to avoid. Let's think about some things that you can do, things you can actively do that might be quite helpful. One is I would emphasize this person's autonomy out loud as much as possible. Even if you feel like, oh, I already said that, say it again, repeat it. Be sort of relentless about the person's autonomy, their right to self-determination, their right to make their own decisions, because this person has autonomy, whether you like it or not. So bringing it up and reminding them doesn't make them any more defiant of you. It's autonomy that they always had. You're just putting a spotlight on it. And when people aren't busy fighting us off, they become free to make good decisions for themselves. And so it can pay off in big ways to emphasize over and over again, these are your decisions to make. I'm here to support you, but I cannot make these decisions for you. And I would emphasize that as much as possible, along with your confidence in that person. Emphasize that, that they don't just have the power to make their own decisions, but that you as the helper have confidence in their ability to do that well. A couple other things I'll add here. I guess I have graduated from just 30 seconds of material on this. <laughs> One thing I've been trying to do, and I almost don't want to spill this secret on my podcast because my friends are going to start calling and saying, wait a minute, you did that to me once. But one thing I've been trying to do is let other people help me with something. So I'll, I'll make up a person. Let's say I've got a friend named Mark and I really want to help Mark, but Mark is like adamant, leave me alone. I'm good. I don't need anybody's help. Fine. I'm not going to press it with Mark, right? I'm going to do all the things I just said. I will avoid smothering Mark. I will avoid making everything about Mark's problem. I will avoid using scare tactics. I will make sure Mark doesn't get isolated. I will emphasize Mark's autonomy. And I will look for opportunities to let Mark help me when I'm in a time of need. When I'm having a bad day, I'm going to call up Mark and say, Hey, um, is it okay if I lean on you a little bit? I, I'm going through some stuff right now. I think at least two good things happen when we let our friends help us. One is we role model how to receive help. We show people how it's done. To all you folks in my life who refuse help over and over and over again, 
at some point in time, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you how it's done. I'm going to show you how to receive help. But the other thing that I think this does is it lets Mark feel valuable to me. It lets Mark feel like he brings something to this relationship. It reminds Mark that he's not just draining this relationship or he doesn't have to worry about that. It gives Mark a little spring in his step. Ah, I helped Kate out today. And so when you're trying to help someone and they're saying, no, 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 I'm good. Leave me alone. Make a little note to yourself that the next time you're having a rough day, call on that person who's refusing your help. Maybe they will offer their help and this could be a good starting place. I find that people love to be called upon. It's been a really, wow, it's been a a really important moment of growth for me. Um, because I think for a long time, I tried so hard to show everybody that I've got everything under control and I'm perfect and I have no problems and I'll hide everything. But what I've realized is that the more you call upon your friends and say, hey, I need you right now, I actually think the more they like you, maybe I'll change my, my, my pronouns here. The more they like me, <laughs> the more people like me, I think when I show them I have bad days And I've turned to you. I'm looking to you to help me. I find that my friends seem really proud to be called upon. Like, oh, Kate had a bad day. Kate called me on her bad day. And so I've made it a habit now to keep doing that. Um, My friends seem really happy when I do it. Um, I get to receive help from wonderful people. So I obviously win in this scenario. And I think I'm beginning to role model for people what it looks like when you just say, hey, I I could use some help right now. And I think this may be my last thing to offer before we wrap up season seven here. (sighs) Take a deep breath because I think it's an important one. When you're trying to offer help to a person who is refusing help, I would beg of you to value your relationship with that person more than any particular behavior. Keep that person close, even if they don't do the thing you want them to do, even if they don't make the change you wanted them to make. I will add a little caveat here though. I'm not asking you to violate your own boundaries. I'm not asking you to sacrifice your own wellness, sanity, or safety in order to do this. I'm saying keep that person as close as you can while still protecting yourself. If there's any reason to feel you need to protect yourself, I understand there are some scenarios where you might be trying to help a person and while they're refusing your help, you may begin to feel like you yourself are vulnerable to some poor boundaries or some overstepping or some, uh, moments of feeling even invaded or unappreciated or growing bitter, you know, look out for those, those little hot spots for sure. Um, So I'm not saying value the relationship at all cost. I'm saying value the relationship more than any one little problematic behavior a person may have. Um, And so you may be asking this person to get some help, to make a change, to improve their life. And if it's possible for you and if it's safe for you, 
I would ask you to value that relationship even if the person says, "Mm -mm, no way, I'm not doing it. Um, You know, I can think of folks who have asked their aging parents to please quit smoking and parents said, "Uh uh-uh, no way, not doing it. And I've got friends who said, well, I value this relationship more than I value this changed behavior. And so I won't harass my parents about quitting smoking. Uh, That's just an example. You know, there may be many examples. Um, So to the best of your ability, value the relationship more than any particular behavior or change. And again, there's always that little caveat that you do need to keep yourself well and safe and protected. So do that to the best of your ability. Folks, like I said, I get asked this question all the time. What do I do if I'm trying to help and the person refuses? And for seven seasons now, or I guess six seasons, because I finally did it in the seventh one. (laughs) So for six seasons prior to this, I said, uh, I'm not touching that one because, you know, the answer is so simple back off, leave them alone, respect their autonomy. And I thought, I can't have a whole episode about that. It'll be a 60-second episode at most. And I'm glad I took the time to try to dig a little deeper because actually the conversation is a little bit longer than 30 to 60 seconds. There are some things we can think through. Um, And at the end of the day, when the person refuses help, I want to be realistic they are not just harming themselves. It hurts you. It hurts you as the helper or maybe the wannabe helper. It hurts you to know that you're watching someone suffer or someone in distress or someone with a huge problem that you see a solution to, but they just won't accept the solution. And so please do what you need to do to take good care of yourselves. It isn't easy. It isn't easy to watch someone who you love make decisions that you know are bad for them. It's not easy. So take breaks from these conversations, ground yourself in what is meaningful and healthy for yourself, and don't give up on this person because they need that strong relationship with you. Happy seven seasons, all. We're going to take a break now. This break will be a couple of months long, so it's a little longer than our last break, Um, We'll be back in mid-October, so, um, but we'll still be active on social media, pushing out content that's relevant and topical. Um, I'm always seeking your ideas, your input, what episodes do you want to hear, and so we've got several months now to put together some really great content for season eight, Um, and so please don't be shy. Always email me at kate at onlytryingtohelp.com. Kate is spelled with a K, so that's K-A-T-E, at onlytryingtohelp.com. Send me your ideas. I'll be happy to feature them in season eight. Take care, everyone.
since that day I live in a dream.